Welcome to Radio Boomers Live, the show about all things human from a baby boomer's perspective. All things hot and all things not. News, reviews, interviews, chat, text, and what's next. And here are your hosts, Risa Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers and Easy's dad, Jim Zuli. Good morning, Radio Boomers Live listeners around the world. Good morning to our Easy Way family and to our super superstar host, Risa Gray. Risa. Good morning, good morning, good morning. There she is. Risa's always ready to rock and roll. Risa, how is it that you always find, uh, sound so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning? And usually it takes me three hours to sound like that. I don't know. Oh, believe me, I sound much much more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about 6 o'clock in the evening, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't know what time you rise and shine. Or Do you take one of those morning walks to get in shape, you know, walk a, like a mile or so? Some people do that. Uh, no. Not me. No. I'm no. Not, no. Okay, so we wouldn't be good. you stay in shape. You, you really do stay in shape. I, me, not so much. But I, it is what it is. What can I say? Well, you know, we used to hit all those events. You know, there's a lot of events uh, that we used true. to go to, and that's yeah. That's, but we and, but we ate and drank a lot at those events too. Of course, that's, so yeah. there's always the yin and the yang, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, time-wise, I guess it's hot topic, and uh, we'll see what's going on out there in the world. <laughs> Ripped from the headlines, today's hot topic. Well, I want to start off on a happy note. I want to wish all the mothers a happy host Mother's Day. And I hope everyone had time with their children or their grandchildren or those children that they consider to be their own and had a wonderful day yesterday. And um, I I didn't do anything. I just relaxed, but I did get to talk to my grandchildren yesterday, so that was always a blessing. And then we'll go on to the regular news. There are scandals in the news this week. The Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit, fails a drug test, and the tr- and the trainer got suspended. The owner's in trouble. It's just a mess. They declared Medina Spirit the winner, but that means that all the bets that were made, even if they disqualify it, you don't have to turn in the money. And I think it was not great odds, but relatively good odds on this horse. And I thought about it, and I was like, how can they keep the money? Well, how are they going to get it back? I know when I used to go to the track, they didn't know how much I bet on which horse. You just cashed in the tickets. So at any rate, that's a big scandal. They're going to work that out. They still haven't planned to run in the second race of the triple of the triple crown, and they're going to work it out later. But apparently, this owner's been in trouble, like with six or seven other horses already in the season. With drug testing, so who knows? That's the first scandal. And then the other scandal is Bill and Melinda Gates. They are separating. They're worth like $130 billion. There was a billion dollars transferred from Bill to Melinda, 
on the day of the filing of the divorce. I mean, this is huge money changing hands between husbands and wives. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. And what came out is that a little bit of it might be because Bill was having, and they're not saying what kind of relationship, but Bill was having some relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Anything that comes out of that can't be good. Bill is saying that it was a business agreement, it was philanthropic, and that and he he realizes it shouldn't have they he shouldn't have had a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. So we're gonna have I have a feeling we're gonna have a series of scandals breaking behind that one. But at any rate, those are my hot topics for today. Jim, what do you, what's your hot topic? Well, thank you, Aretha, for letting all my cool new stuff out of the bag. I will see what I have left, Aretha. <laughs> okay, Medina Spirit. Yeah, that was, they say that's one of the biggest ones that hit uh, hit the horse world. That was a big one when the horse tested out. And uh, we got a, a Belgian farmer caused a stir after accidentally redrawing the country's borders with France. Whoops. <laughs> he moved a large rock on his farm, and it turned out to be a border point marking. So uh, although Belgium is happy, they got a few more feet. France is not. They want the rock put back. The House plans to redistribute unordered coronavirus vaccine, telling states, use it or lose it. Island Paradise Cielis has the highest vaccination rate, yet reports the biggest COVID surge. A lot of question marks there. See what's going on. Oh, now let me tell you about Bill and Melinda Gates. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, that's uh, irrelevantly. Uh, I better let Reetha handle that one. Uh, they had problems. So it's uh, it can't be fixed, I guess that word's supposed to be. And uh, she doesn't need spousal support. Bill and Melinda will continue to work together on their charitable foundation. Bill's net worth about 129 Others in his range, you got Bezos at $201 Bill, These are billions. Elon Musk, 173, and Zuckerberg, about 117 billion. American factories are in desperate need for workers. It's a trillion-dollar problem. Demands for goods is skyrocketing. As the U.S. economy reopens, people want a lot of stuff. But finding enough people to do the work has been a challenge. A lot of them are used to kind of sitting home getting those checks. Uh, Big meteor shower, the uh, Etta Awkward. Eons old passed over Earth, some mistaking it, uh, the meteors as UFOs, kind of look like a lot of UFO ships shooting across the sky. But nope, there were the old burning rocks, meteors going across the sky. The Grand Canyon is in need of a tune-up. The only water source is in need of major upgrade, and the canyon also requires a big renovating of tra- trails and campgrounds. After Trump was banned from Twitter, Facebook uh, and Twitter lost uh, over $50 billion. Now the president is launching his own communications uh, platform. Birth in the U.S. drops to levels not seen since 1979. Many uh, held back on having more children due to the pandemic situation. And a Coinbase stock uh, may be in a rut because crypto competition is heating up. 25-year-old in Milan, Africa, gave birth to nine small group of women that are in that category. 
an ancient child's grave is the oldest human burial found in Africa. Then Affleck, on, uh, he's on a uh, one of these apps for dating. Uh, got hit with a rejection there. <laughs> Can't win them all. So anyway, we have uh, all that. And the Colonial Pipeline, this is a big one, uh, is the largest refined pipeline in the U.S. It transports more than 100 million gallons per day. That's a lot or roughly 45% of the fuel consumed in the, in the East Coast, a cyber attack force a closure. Uh, so rates uh, still at an all-time record low, down there about 3%. So uh, it's a good time to refinance or purchase a home, and you keep those rates low. So they're still low, guys. They're going up a little bit, but they're still low. There you go, Reith, and with that, I've got to move on to a commercial fall a little bit behind here. Got a lot of news. Okay. Life is hard, but how to roll it easy way. Life is hard, but how to roll it easy way. Life is hard, but how to roll it easy way. Life is hard, but how to roll it easy way. I'm Aubrey O'Day, and I'm doing it the easy way. <laughs> I'm attorney Gloria Allred, and I'm doing Hollywood the easy way. What up, y'all? It's your partner, Big Boy, Big Boy's Neighborhood, and guess what? I'm doing it the easy way. You're doing it the easy way. All of us are doing it the easy way. Hi, I'm Larry Namer, co-founder of the Entertainment Television, now um, president of Maytong Development Group, which works mainly in China. I really wanted to say a few words about Eric Zuli, or uh, EZ, as, as a lot of people know him. I just want to say, Eric, keep up the dedication, the perseverance, and the creativity. You're, you're helping to change the media world. Jake Busey, I'm doing it the easy way. Hey, Oba Babatunde here, and I'm doing it the easy way. Shifty from Crazy Town, and I'm doing it the easy way. Yo, this is Ray J, and it's all about doing it the easy way. Hey, this is Brady Connell, I'm the executive producer of Extreme Makeover Home Edition, and uh, I decided to do Hollywood the easy way. Hello, I'm Tatiana Ali, and I do Hollywood the easy way. Hi, I'm Sally Kirkland, and I'm doing it the easy way. Hey, Hollywood, it's Guy. Are you looking to accelerate your influence? EasyWayWall.com is a new site that allows you to promote yourself, business, brand, and your products as an influencer. You can share your ideas, receive comments, promote and brand yourself with the power of affiliation. Associate yourself and your brand with the power players of today to become leaders of tomorrow. Come and join the EasyWayWall today. Sign up at wall.easywaybroadcasting.com or text EasyWayWall to 55678. Yes, indeed. And guys, the EasyWay Air Machine, check it out on the Wall of Fame. This is a game changer. It cleans the viruses and so on, but it also lessens COVID by 99%. And uh, I'll just, you have to check it out. This is definitely a game changer. And we have a very, very, a very cool guest with us today, uh, Sarah Lee. She's a course creator at Build Your Brand, BYB, founder of Coach Me Academy, owner, educated broker at How Money Works for You. She's a principal partner at Financial Services Branch, professional brand ambassador, Think and Grow Rich Legacy, founder and managing director at Team ILM, works at Slot and Company, co-founder, producer, Carrie Lee Media. How about that? Huh? Now, let's go a little bit further. She's event speaker at the Opal Group, former researcher at UCLA, uh, former recipient at Presidential Recognition Award, and a former president at UCLA 
Art History Undergraduate Student Associations, uh, a reporter, a TV producer at Kids Tour. Uh, I can go on and on, but we're gonna we're gonna bring her on before we're out of time here. Sarah Lee is a multi-talented young lady, and she is a young lady because she's on with old guests. I mean, old hosts here. Sarah, are you on with us? I'm on. I'm on. Thank you so much. Well, for you know, some people some some people might say, "Well, I'm not really old. I'm I'm you know I'm 45 or I'm 55." Well, you're still young on this show. So anyway, uh, Sarah, I want to introduce you to Retha Gray from Betty White's Off the Rockers. Uh, Retha, this is Sarah Lee. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Nice to meet you. Well, Sarah, I guess I, I got a, a small way through your bio, and everybody could tell it's pretty impressive, UCLA and the shows and so on and so forth. I suppose the first question is, is what does Sarah do in her spare time? <laughs> <laughs> what what spare time? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, I, I, I tell you. I, I teach financial literacy, and I, I, you know, do interviews for Easy Way. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> that's your spare time. <laughs> yeah, that's in my spare time. <laughs> Some people might uh, relate to uh, the term or the name Sarah Lee with another situation, but I could say that Sarah Lee definitely has the recipe for financial success. And uh, right. you definitely, you, you've changed a lot of lives. So let's let's kind of start off here. And, and I know Reese is going to have some questions because she's a, a landlord and finance type person. Uh, what would you say got you on this path, Sarah? I mean, you, you've been helping so many people and you're into the finances and getting them on track. And I guess you could say a lot of people are not on track uh, in this day and age, right, financially? Absolutely. Financially, most people, unfortunately, are not on track. In fact, three out of four people in America think that the U.S. faces a retirement crisis because they're not prepared. Uh, Yeah. Well, we've uh, we've gone through the statistic, and uh, I – just want to share with the audience. I had a nice talk with Sarah the other day. And, uh, the only thing she didn't put in her bio is that she's a nice person, but you don't usually put that on your bio. I'm a nice person, but you are. You have. Uh, I mean, we could have talked uh, for a long time, but then I know she's busy, and so I had to say, okay, let's get going. Uh, but <laughs> you know, we, we're, we'll do a longer interview a different day. But yes, the retirement is a big issue. Financial literacy is a big issue. And business literacy is a big issue. So all of those things complicate things when we have 5 billion people on the planet that are considered to be yeah. financially illiterate. So it's not just the United States. It's a big problem everywhere in the world. Everywhere. Is, and it, I've shared is it ever too late to, be, to gain financial literacy? I don't think so. I think that when you decide to do it, the information is available to you. And um, sometimes you have to seek out a professional or someone who's a financial educator, which is what I do, which is why um, Jim wanted to have me on the show, right? Because he wants to let people know there is a way to start helping yourself. And, you know, Rafa's heard this before. Uh, the average, one of the average numbers is 44,000. That's what some people have made. And they say you're supposed to retire with 11 times that amount in the bank, which is about a million. But 
you and I were talking about this, and I've gone over the reason. The actual facts don't come out to the average person as a million. If you take percentages, a lot of people have several hundred thousand, but it's a small percent. When you get in a bigger percent, like 30 and 40, you have people that only have like 50,000. And then when you get in another 30, 40%, there's people that barely have 1,000. How did we come to that? Did we not have enough financial planners 30, 40 years ago? Um, It's actually an interesting issue because how I see this is in the 80s, which you were, you know, I'm thinking adults in the 80s, right? I mean, baby boomers as a whole were adults in the 80s. We were already getting old. Oh, yeah. uh, Right? But I'm I'm saying most people who are in that time frame, um, interest rates back then were about 18%. So if you were able to save, like, say, $300,000 over your life investing and saving, and you had that money in the bank, and let's say you were even getting 15%, you were able to get $45,000 in interest, never touch the principal, and uh, also use Social Security. And in that case, you didn't know that you needed to be financially literate. And so, uh, unfortunately, what happened, in my opinion, is that people didn't then – learned the material, and then they didn't teach their children. So um, I think it is a schooling issue. Unfortunately, schools don't teach this, and a lot of people don't know themselves. So how can you teach something you don't know? Yeah, exactly. So, So, And a lot of things have changed, not only interest rates. At my union, who said that they would prepare for me in old age, uh, and I won't mention the name screen actors ago, but um, <laughs> they, they they are actually not counting some of the income from the seniors from our residuals to pump up our retirement. So even though we're retired but we're still working, we're not getting that money counting towards our pension and towards our health care. And so a lot of things have changed. So like you said, we didn't know we needed to prepare. No. So what exactly. would you advise us to do now since interest rates are like 2% and our pension is not what we expect it to be? What can we do now? Right. Well, like you said, 67% of people don't think that they're going to be able to live off Social Security or a pension from an employer although many people believe that they could and wanted that. Um, and so to your point, what can people do now? The easiest thing I can tell you, because we have laws about actually giving financial advice on the radio, so we have limits to what we can do. But what I would say is reach out to a financial professional or reach out to myself and let's sit down one-on-one and see what you have and what can be done. There are some programs that people are not aware of that would give them security and also give them a return. But um, I can't get into that on the radio, unfortunately, Um, but I can do it one-on-one. So, But that was um, great advice. We need to reach out. No one tells us even to reach out to anyone. So thank you for that. Exactly. Yeah. You got to take the time. You know, lack of knowledge is very costly and, uh, the big term with people our age is you look down and you go, oh, if only. Sarah, where were you when Reetha and I needed you in, in about 1970? <laughs> we, I, I probably wasn't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we uh, – so, 
so Sarah, you're 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 there. You're you're in the office. People come in. What are you seeing now? That you know, what what's the concern? Age? Are you seeing more of? Are millennials, or do you see some people our age coming in? It's, and it's actually interesting. Concerns? So yeah, it's it's a mixed bag. So people around the age of 50, 45 or 50, start to take retirement much more seriously, generally speaking. So that's about the time when people who haven't planned put a plan together oftentimes, at least that's what I see. So before that, they didn't take it seriously because they think, oh, that's far away, that's somebody else, that kind of thing. There actually was a psychological study done on why people don't plan for retirement, and one of the things they said is that we see our future self as a different person. And so we think, I'm going to take care of my needs now because I'm here now, and we'll let that guy or that lady take care of their needs in the future. That's interesting. Never thought of that. Isn't that you ever interesting? Think of that, <laughs> yeah, that's like wow, I didn't catch that one. But uh, yeah, yeah so, well, people change, you know. But uh, you still change or not, you're still going to need something. Uh, and what would you say a figure is? I mean, I know it's hard to say, but Sarah, you and I were talking the other day, and some of these statistics are like, are you kidding? Some people actually not only don't have a thousand, they don't have a, a couple bucks to. Uh, take care of a car situation if there's a breakdown. Right. The average American doesn't have $400 to their name. That's one of the things that we learned during COVID is that people live so much paycheck to paycheck or live off credit that a lot of Americans didn't even have $400. Now, that that being said, most people, when I say most people, I'd say 78% or so are concerned about outliving their assets, and that's a valid concern considering the average Social Security check is about $1,400. So if you're thinking that you are going to rely on that and you're just going to save a small amount of money, that is not going to fix it for most people, especially in California or New York or some of the more expensive states. So that's not the thing. Unfortunately, what I sometimes teach people is how to make more money even in their older age because I say, is there something you can do that's a hobby but that you can make some money and you don't feel like you're working and you still can control your schedule? You know what I mean? Because that sometimes is the answer, not the answer you want to hear. But it is sometimes the answer for people. Uh, well, you know, people uh, they have they have certain plans set at, at a certain age, and believe me, you just there's so many things, Rita, right, that you don't have on the list when you're planning at maybe 30 or 40 that you you just don't think of so many of the things that could happen, you know, when you're when you're 70. Absolutely, and not only that, you want to hear something even crazier. Two out of three workers have student loan debt when they're in their 60s. When they're getting ready to retire, their student loan debt hasn't been paid off yet. Wow. I've heard that recently. Most of us that were baby boomers had much lower loans, but these kids coming up today, my God, like you said, after they're retiring and they still haven't paid off their student loans. Yes, or the well, or their I, kids' student loans, which is, I mean, exactly. that's a, it's a super serious issue. Yeah, I get calls, uh, you know, these pesty calls that come in, and we can help with your student loan. I said, well, I graduated almost 48 years ago. I don't need uh, help with that. And yet, look at what you're talking about now. So, Sarah, we have so much stuff. I mean, we have a, just a, a list of things to go over with you, and 
we only have so much time. So let's real quick, tell us about your show on the Easy Way Network. Absolutely. So my show is the Sarah Lee Show, a.k.a. Living Beautifully with Sarah Lee. And it's basically segments on little bits like this, little bits of advice, whether it's budgeting, financial, cooking, health, meditation, just how to live a happy and successful life. It's that education that I want to get out to people that I think is missing from um, the public at this point. So I'm trying to do my part. <laughs> so what what could we use, Sarah? We were talking about this, a recipe for success. This is, you know, for your little term, a recipe yes. for success or a recipe for a bank roll instead of a sweet roll. What what would you, we got to work on that, right? <laughs> Well, that's, that's pretty good. That's a good one. But, yes, financial cake with Sarah Lee, the cake stands for um, competency, action, knowledge, and expertise. Um, but that's the thing is that we want to have a plan. The first thing we want to do is figure out what our inflows are and what our outflows are, and then we want to have a plan that's a written plan that we can kind of work and then hold um, each other accountable, meaning get an accountability uh-huh. partner, get a coach, get a financial coach, an advisor that actually will be in relationship with you. Um, that would be my primary first advice. It's relatively straightforward. But to your point, um, that is part of the recipe is understanding that the habit of saving is more important than how much you save. And that's yeah, the other boy. thing that throws exactly. people off. Yep. Right? Is that people they think, make well, it I, have, I don't have a lot, so I won't save at all. That's not the right idea because, no. honestly, once you see that money grow from no effort of your own, it starts to become kind of addictive. And you start to think, like, wow, I might be able to do this. If you never get started, you'll never have that experience. I would say a money now, mindset. Is that, part of, is that part of the Coach Me Academy? Yes, it's part of what I teach. I teach budgeting and these kind of the things that lead up to, right, the things that lead up to financial literacy, I teach them as well. So Coach Me Academy teaches business and also does event planning, um, and also that's our producing is through Coach Me Media and Coach Me Academy. But um, same thing is that if you're teaching this information, not you personally, but let's say I teach you and you teach three people. That's a lot better than none of us knowing the information and hoping it works out, which is what most people exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. See, this this is what I'm talking about, guys. This is good advice, you know. And it's not like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. No, you have to listen to this, what Sarah's saying, but you have to adhere to it. And believe me, you're going to wake up one day and go, "Geez, I'm glad I started this plan," you know, whenever it was you started. And and for me, Sarah, the mindset is you can think of, all right, I'm going to go out and get this and get that, get a lot of stuff you don't need, the credit card goes up. Or you could change that mindset to where, you know what, I'm going to really get into paying these cards down and watching that account go up. It, you know, and, and the time, right. there's one thing we know, time goes fast. Holy smokes. And, uh, and, and it could change. In a year or two, all of a sudden you're going to say, hey, Wreath uh, and I were talking about this on one of the shows. I, we add a little bit extra to some of the uh, some of the monthly bills, the water bill, gas bill. Instead of paying your hundred dollar bill, you pay a little over. And 
whether it's a quarter, fifty percent, and you do that for a year, and all of a sudden you're six months ahead on that. Well, you can do that in savings and everything else. But boy, we can go on and on with. I got a list of questions here, but time is going so fast. We only have so much time, and we want to thank you for coming on. And uh, boy, and we want to know how to get in touch with you. How do we get in touch with you? Absolutely. So a couple ways to get in touch with me. You can find me. I know this is a little uh, probably young for your audience, but you can find me on Instagram at Coach Me Academy. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. Facebook. How do you spell that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook um, at Coach Me Sarah Lee. If you put that in, you should be able to find me, uh, Sarah Lee MBA. And that being said, you can also find me on my website, uh, which is Sarah Lee MBA, like Mary Boy Apple. Dot net. So those are three simple ways. You can also coach. You could send the word coach me, like it's two words, coach me to 33777. So all of those are good ways. To I believe me. you're on the Wall of Fame, aren't you? I should be also on the Wall of Fame, yes. And if I'm not, I will be, uh, I'll have my profile up and fixed soon. <laughs> and when does your program we- start on the Easy Way Broadcasting Network? Um, we're, we were trying to launch it for May 15th. We're a little bit close to that date right now, so, um, but we're, we're working on it. Uh, we're producing segments. It's coming together. It takes time. It's coming together. Yes. And you're, yes. Uh, you're kind of a tech person, so you've got to talk to Reith if you need help. She's a tech person. She knows that stuff. But thank you, Sarah, for, for coming on. I appreciate just, both just, of you. And you're I look such a gifted to person being... in this field. Gifted oh, person, well, and you're a you. nice person. So if you want to just talk to somebody in chat, call Sarah, because she's fun to talk to. Absolutely. (laughs) I really appreciate both of you. And I'm I'm glad to be part of the Easy Way family. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you so So, much. So, Reese, with that, it's uh, moving into commercial, and then we have uh, Carmelita's Corner, and that's always interesting. Hey guys, Diamond Angel here. I'm here to tell you why you should download the Eric Dooley app for free. Get the easy way experience on the go. Events, shows, fan wall, interviews, coverage, all our blogs, social media. Promote your music to the great. Get notifications and updates for free. And you get to join EasyWay in all of its fun adventures. EasyWay has over 250,000 followers, three verified accounts, and been endorsed by some of the largest producers, celebrities, and public figures. Visit your Apple or Android store today and download the Eric Zuli app for free. Finally, something to look forward to on Monday morning. I'm Rita Gray from Betty White's Out There Rockers, and I've teamed up with Easy's dad, Jim Zuli, to rock your world on Baby Boomers Live. That's right, every Monday morning at 10 a.m., we will be discussing all things human from a baby boomer's perspective. So, tune in to EasyWayBroadcasting.com on BlogTalkRadio.com to see what Jim and I are up to. Your Mondays will never be the same.
are about to experience Carmelita's Corner. Carmelita's song, Rosebud, made it to the top 40s with the godfather of soul, James Brown. She's the founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society. Now here's your host, Carmelita Pittman. Well, hello there, Radio Land. Here we are again. I hope you're feeling grand. I am. I've got an amazing guest on this morning. Uh, She's a little bit on the unusual side because she has an unusual story to tell. I'm going to let her tell it. But she is one of the members of the late and great Bonnie Hilton Sweeney's posse. We both were, and I'm speaking of the pre-Grammy Gala production team. We had a black tie major event, and it attracted people nationwide, including some of household names like Patti LaBelle and you name them. Uh, They were all looking forward to attending that big black tie gala. Patti LaBelle called one time and said, where is the party? Well, anyway, Eve Madison was one of those people in the uh, later days when Bonnie was working the party from Sacramento uh, who helped produce that party. And it uh, occurred for 23 years while Bonnie Hilton Sweeney was with us, and then she graduated to be in a better world. And uh, we still have many wonderful memories to share, and uh, Eve is one of the people who I inherited because of my friendship with Bonnie. When my husband and I went to Sacramento to visit Bonnie, we met Eve, who was a very close friend of Bonnie's, and I know she loved Bonnie very much as we all did and still do. And um, on that note, I'm going to bring Eve Madison on board. Welcome, Eve. Hey, Kamalita, how are you? I'm doing well. And as you said when I spoke to you this morning, you said you were blessed, and I am too. <laughs> and so, anyway, we're going to have a good time here. And um, I, I want to uh, have you talk about how you met Bonnie Hilton Sweeney. Oh, um. I was doing um, with uh, Lauren Reed, um, and he introduced me to Vine Hilton Sweeney. So that was a blessing. It really, truly was, because Lauren and I were doing shows in in Sacramento. So he said, I want you to uh, meet a friend of mine. I said, okay. <laughs> and he uh, introduced me to her. And so happened, I lived right around the corner from her and didn't even know. (laughs) Oh, for heaven's sakes. You know, Bonnie used to tell me that um, people used to wonder who she was because they would see all these limousines pulling up in front of her house. And you know what was funny is that she lived on the street named Carmelita. (laughs) Yes, she did. And and, uh, people used to tease her about that because of our friendship, because Bonnie was like a sister from another mother. I just loved Bonnie Hilton Sweeney. Mm -hmm. And I know she must be looking down on on you and I now because she put us together. 
And uh, I remember the time when Jerry and I went to visit her, and she was uh, uh, wanting to see her sister Barbara, who was further up north, you know, in the Bay Area. And uh, at that time, uh, she was having a challenge with her eyesight, you know, because of, uh, you know, that situation that she was going through. And But she knew every turn. I mean, you know, even without looking, she knew exactly how to direct us to her sister's house, Barbara. And we got there safely. Yeah, and I would, I would always come and uh, I would go to her house when um, her eyes were messing her up. And I would help her with that programming. And um, I remember one time we did over 2,000. Uh, envelopes plus another two thousand just to get the people there, <laughs> and we were, we were doing the uh, the limousines to go to their house and everything. So I remember that, and then we would go to uh, L.A. and put the programmies on. It was great. It was just gorgeous. Yes, it was quite an achievement, and I remember Vonnie said that that was the gift that she received from God to produce that event. I mean, that, you know, was it was a God-given event because it blessed so many people. And she used to always have a saying that it was for the sung and the unsung heroes because there were so many people aspiring to get into the music industry. And she gave them a platform to leverage them forward. And a lot of household names came out of that party, like L.A. Reid and Babyface and and so many others, and then we had people who actually performed on the show, like the great and late godfather of soul, James Brown himself, and uh, that's one of the ways I actually got involved with him through Vonnie, because I remember being at her house one time, and he called, and you know, they used to always address each other as Mr. or Miss. It was it was always Miss Sweeney or Mr. Brown. And so when <laughs> he, when I picked up the phone, he knew right away it wasn't Bonnie. And he, <laughs> and, he and he so he said, "Well, uh, where is Miss Sweeney?" You know. So uh, you know, I got her on the phone. But it, it was just really a wonderful time, you know. Uh, and oh, and it it's such a beautiful thing. event and. I did have the privilege of being the chair and the main sponsor, 1998. We had one of our biggest parties at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. And as you probably know, that that was the first place where Hollywood had its major event, you know. uh, So we're talking about... uh, you know, back in the golden era, uh, that was the place. Yeah, the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. And I met uh, the the late honorary uh, mayor of Hollywood, Johnny Grant there. He used to live there and so on. There's just so many wonderful memories uh, that the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel uh, had produced. Yeah. So now tell us about this amazing story that you told me. I actually typed it as you as you uh, dictated it to me, and I'm going to read a little bit of it uh, so our readers can uh, get a wind of this here. The Odyssey begins with a man named George Washington, born a slave around 1800. His mother was a Nubian queen from Ethiopia. She was shipped over to America in the 1700s to the George Washington Plantation. 
Uh, George uh, Washington, uh, I guess you could say junior, was a mulatto. His father, and you tell him who his father was. George Washington. Now, that is amazing. We're talking about the first president of the United States. Now, many people know that he was a slaveholder. And, you know, a lot of people probably now know the story about uh, Thomas Jefferson, who was also a slaveholder, who had a relationship with one of his slaves, uh, um, and she produced six children for him. And, you know, people know that during um, those, even those times, that there was a lot of uh, miscegenation, which basically means blending of the races. So anybody who's been in America for any length of time, if they've had family here for 200 years or more, most likely has European blood in them and possibly African blood in them. And um, many people are not aware, but we all have the DNA of the original Eve from Africa, all of us, regardless of how we look. We all carry the DNA of the African woman. And so actually, if you want to look at it, I would like to have people realize that we all are brothers and sisters we all come from the same source. We all are related. We're not separate. People want to believe we're separate, but we're not. We all come mm-hmm. from the same source. So tell us a little bit more about um, this relationship with George Washington. George Washington Jr. was was a person who... Uh, who drove his master, George Washington. Uh, I imagine it must have been in a horse and buggy. Um, but he, uh, but George Washington Jr. was not harassed because he appeared to be a white man. And obviously mm-hmm. he took after the genes of his father, George Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, George Washington... Uh, the the Nubian queen came to yes. him in the, in uh, uh, 1700, and we didn't have slavery then. And um, he took her on, and he had he fathered uh, little George Jr., who went all over everywhere George Washington went, George Jr. went, and they thought he was black was white, but he was black. I mean, he, they thought they he was yeah. <laughs> And, you know, that uh, the system in our country is very confusing. You know, they didn't call people who look white black. It's always been confusing to me. But, um, yeah, he did have the African ancestry, and obviously he took after uh, the appearance of his white father. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I think it would have been great if we had had the story on during Black History Month, but... Oh yeah. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. this one of the reasons why we're talking now is because you are getting ready to have a birthday in 3 oh, days. Yeah. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was oh, hoping I could I have a be... surprise for you. I don't know if he's going to call in or not, but maybe he he <laughs> might and if he doesn't, maybe I should tell you what the surprise was going to be. Um Mika Gerald is a good friend of yours, and um, he knows mm-hmm. that you're going to be on the show today. 
And we had a wonderful time uh, when uh, we all attended the celebration of life for the the late uh, and great Reverend Della Reese. Yes, yeah. And that was a wonderful celebration of her life, just amazing. The choir that was there and everything, they just went on and on, and the music was just lifted up the ceiling. It was just so full and amazing. But anyway, you and I and Mika got together, and we went over to uh, the restaurant there in Burbank, which was nearby, and I will always oh, yeah. cherish that time that the three of us spent together reminiscing and connecting and uh, hope that he's listening. Now, hi, Mika, if you're out there listening, we were hoping hi, you'd call Mika. in uh, to surprise Eve. But uh, anyway, we've only got uh, maybe a minute left. So um, you oh, want to yeah. say, say hello to Mika over the phone? Hi, Mika. <laughs> you guys have a great history uh, studying. What was the name of the uh, uh, the academy, the woman who was in charge? Because I know he has a great admiration for her who taught you acting. Oh, Mary Booker. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Mar- Mary, Mary, I'm looking Booker, at my notes fine. now. Yeah, Mary L. Mm-hmm. Booker. She was the founder and Mary director. Yes. But you know what? A time goes by. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're having a good time, Eve, and I want to thank your families for all the help that they gave us in getting um, your um, bio and your photograph and all of that together for us. And uh, so I'm going to be one of the first to wish you a happy, happy birthday over the air on the Carmelita's Corner segment of Radio yes. Boomers Live, all well, the way I, live, I did, folks. I, I did mean to mention that I was from that family of George Washington. Yes, you are the yes, descendant of George Washington, our Thank first president. And on yes. that note, let's let's say goodbye, Eve. We're going to have to get on our horses and ride off into the sunset. It's time for us to go. Bye-bye. Right, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love Bye-bye. you, too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Smartphone, cell phone, PC, Mac, tablet, iPad. That's right. It's tech time. Well, I'm going to have to bring it up again. I don't want to, but I have to. Scam. There are all kinds of Internet scams going on. Again, uh, one of my close, educated, intelligent female friends was scammed. And not only was she scammed, she got scammed for her credit card number and got scammed through her bank account. So it went on. It went deeper than just the scam. So I'm going to just go over a couple of types of scams that are out there now. First of all, ladies. That guy that says, hey, cutie, on Facebook, or how you doing, darling, on Instagram, is not your friend. No one falls in love with a picture, okay? We grew up in a time where fairy tales could come true. Meghan Merkel married a prince. But in the real world, those guys that are coming on to you on these social um, apps, And I'm not talking about the dating apps. 
<clears throat> the ones going through the dating apps are pretty legitimate because they have to put too much information on the dating app. But the ones that are coming to you from social apps, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they're out for your money. If you don't know them, they will sweet talk you. I did a social experiment. I don't think I've ever told this on the air where I actually purposely answered one, which I could tell was kind of a sleazy guy. He didn't have more than like two or three followers on his Facebook page. I answered him. We got into conversation. This went on for six months. And I mean, we talked like every day for six months on the um, on the Facebook, on the messaging things. And it took about six months. I won't go into the details, but then he started asking me for money. It started off with something like $20,000. It was an investment. I would double, triple my money. said, I don't have $20,000. Now, keeping in mind, I, from the beginning, was doing this as an experiment. And, I mean, he had quite a story going on. Like I said, I'm not going to go into it. Then it dropped down to 10000 Then it dropped down to 1000 It finally came down to uh, he sent me two postal money orders for $999 that he wanted me to cash and send him back cash. Needless to say, I took the postal money to the post office. I had him send it to a P.O. box. Never give out any of your personal information to anyone that you don't know over the Internet. And I asked the post office official, is this a real money order and she said no I said can I have it back she said no he had sent me what was a very poorly counterfeited postal money order well it's not illegal for people to ask you for money over the internet but it is illegal for them to send uh, forged postal money orders and that was what I was waiting for for him to do something illegal so I could report him so I reported him to Facebook you can't talk to anybody there, but send the emails. If you look, if it looks phony, smells phony, send Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, whoever. Send them the information. Tell me you think that this is a scam. I had sent it to Facebook, and I, he, we were talking actually over Messenger, and they just whoosh, all of it was gone. His Facebook page, his his. Uh, Messenger, all of it was gone in the middle of a conversation because what he did was illegal. Ladies, I know women who have given thousands of dollars to men they do not know, profess love for them. It's a scam. He doesn't want to marry you. He's not going to sin for you. Like I said, I'm not talking about on the dating apps. They're more legit, but definitely on the other ones. They want to pick you up. That's a scam. If anybody wants you to pay them with a gift card, it is a scam. No legitimate business will ask you to go to Target or your neighborhood supermarket and buy a gift card and put money on it. My dear friend who recently got scammed, not only, and I told you about another lady a couple of months ago, Went and got the gift card. My dear friend went and got the gift card. 
sent them the gift card. She bought the gift card with her credit card. Some kind of way they got a hold of their, her credit card, and they pulled a bunch of money out of her account. These scams go on every day. They wouldn't keep doing them if it didn't work. And the last one I want to tell you about is the stimulus check. If you get a text message, if you get an email, if you get anything that talks about you having to pay to receive money, I don't care if it's a stimulus check, I don't care if it's a charitable foundation and they have so much money that they want to give it to good people and you know you're a good person. So, of course, this is real. They want to give you $10,000. So you'd be glad to send them that $200 that it would cost just to send you the the $10,000. It is a scam, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not just women. They do it to men, too. I'm begging you, don't send anybody you have not personally called, you know as a real company, even buying things over the Internet. Be careful. You think you can't get scammed, order stuff. They will take your credit card. They will run it up. They will do all kinds of things. So I'm just bringing this up again because a lot of people are in financial trouble right now because of the pandemic. And they're desperate for money, and they're, when, when it looks so good and so tempting, you want it to be real, but it's not. Be careful and report them. If you report them, I report them, Susie Sue and Curly Q and everybody reports these people, we can put them out of business. And a lot of them are overseas, so you will never see that money again, never So I'm just giving you a warning, especially with these stimulus checks. You'll get offers saying, we'll get it for you faster. We'll get you more than what they said, whatever. No one is going to contact you through Facebook about a stimulus check except a scammer. That is my tech time for today. I'm so hurt by people losing their money, but that's my tech time for today. Jim, okay, what is your baby gym boomers, for today? it's time for Jim from Jim. Uh, Reef, good tips. And you know, there's a couple I'll throw in there real quick before I go in my report. Uh, you have these texts, you get a lot of texts that sound really interesting. Hey, make a little extra money, maybe about 1500 a week extra. All you got to do is uh, be a shopping detective or maybe put a sticker on your car. Yeah, drive around with our sticker, and we'll give you 1500 a week or whatever it is. And it sounds fun, but uh, you got to research it because there's usually twists there. Like one of them is, okay, they will come out, and for $2,500, uh, you have to pay for that. They'll put all these stickers on there, and it's whatever. Just do your research on one of the, like Rita says, if it sounds too good to be true, et cetera, et cetera. So who wants to wake up on a see a show of hands? Who wants to wake up at 85 years old in the morning and knowing you have to go to work because things didn't work out? Well, for those uh, young people out there, this is some food for thought. I'm going to give you – I saw an interesting little article here on uh, – ConsumerCredit.com, 10 signs you're not ready to retire. I've tried to find some interesting stuff for you. And so, like I said, for the young, this is food for thought. For those closing in on retirement, uh, 
this is your decision. Ready or not, here I come. That's the way it is. And it's nice knowing that we can uh, finally have that day after all this work. And how do you like to wake up and know, hey, you can go golfing. You could just hang around, watch TV, do what you want. Well, you got to plan that carefully because you can wind up not living long if you sit around, if you're ready. So you have to uh, have to be ready. So I'm going to give you some of these 10 signs. I don't know if we're going to make it all 10, but we'll see what's out there. So uh, if you uh, if any of this sounds familiar, you know, like you hear about people retiring, and yeah, then boy, I'm looking forward to that. Well, you gotta you gotta rethink these plans and and go, listen here because some of this stuff is interesting. Uh, you haven't. Here's number one uh, as far as rethinking. You haven't outlined a financial plan. Sarah Lee was talking about that. A successful retirement requires a well-thought-out plan, but through retirement planning is something many people haven't done. Okay, you have to talk to a financial uh, professional because they can open up a door. Because one of the things we talked about is when you're younger, there's many, many things and, you know, bills and uh financial situations that come up when you're older you don't think of when you're younger you don't think of hey you're going to be spending money on uh remodeling or your kids or a lot of medical situations you don't plan on a lot of that so number two is you're struggling now if you're struggling now in one survey almost a quarter of boomers admitted they have difficulty paying their rent or mortgage within the last 12 months but all too often people who are already struggling are determined to retire okay they feel like they can find a way to get by well if you're going to try to find a way of getting by when you're 65 or 70 you're still in pretty good shape Uh, it's going to be more difficult when you're 75 or 80 to find that way to make extra money all right here's number three you still have a lot of debt well that's not a good idea Definitely want to get rid of that stuff and that big car payment before you retire. Many people don't even know how much they owe. Um, All they know is their bills are at a comfortable level, and they assume they can continue to pay them even once they stop working. But uh, you need to take some time to thoroughly look at and understand how much money you owe overall so you can become debt-free in retirement. Yeah, you definitely don't want to step into retirement and have this long list of bills. Like I said, when you make a page, the left column is what's coming in. The right column is what's going out. And that left column should be hopefully 30 to 50% more, and that's conservative, than the right column. You know, you don't want a right column of having uh, 5000 a month and your left column is uh, 4600 because what a lot of people don't do when they put it in their budget, they put in gas, electrical, water, mortgage, car payment. They don't put in gasoline for your car and food and all these expenses that come up, you know. Uh, a lot of people, like myself, would don't budget that in, and that could be hundreds of dollars. All right, number four, you need to work but haven't found a part-time job. According to the Federal Reserve, about 12% of people plan to retire and then find a different part-time job while roughly 3% plan to find a full-time job after retiring. But if you haven't lined up another job, you might want to stick with your current employer a little bit longer. Okay, Don't assume that because of your years of experience and stellar references, companies will jump at the opportunity to bring you on board. Uh, Number five, you haven't reassessed your portfolio. Your portfolio will become a crucial part of your financial well-being. 
uh, when you retired, when you retired. And reassessing is an important part of retirement planning. Number six, you haven't decided what you'll do with your time. Uh, that's a big one because you definitely don't want to retire and sit around. You're not going to last too long. Want to keep active, want to keep something going. If your only friends are people uh, you work with or your friends are still working elsewhere, you need to decide what you're going to do with your time. And that's one of the things that came up. Even with people that have money, a lot of their friends are not retired and they're working their money. Now they, they have this money. This is the way if you plan too much. Uh, so I guess there's something you got to think about too. You have to find a group of friends that uh, have enough money to, to travel to Europe or whatever. They say lonely retirees are common, and that sometimes leads to depression. It's important to develop social networks before taking the plunge. All right, number seven, uh, work is still important to you. If you currently... If if you're currently aiming for promotions and raises, you shouldn't rush into retirement. Stay in your field as long as you feel motivated and driven to achieve. So you may not want to retire. You know, things are going good. But what I my input on that is, yeah, but that can go on for a long time, and then you wind up like a couple I've known. They lived next door to my parents. They saved up a lot of money. They had over a couple million dollars, and they moved down to Florida, planning on traveling all over the world, bought a nice house in Florida, uh, and they, uh, uh, he wound up, I mean, they're getting older. They worked so long that he had a stroke, and then they couldn't go anywhere. So you have that happy medium. You can retire, but you don't want to keep working and saving until you can't do anything with your money. You can't travel because you're in ill health. Um, you haven't thought, through about your retirement identity right now you might uh, be a business owner you might have a lot of authority at your current job but you will uh, you know who you will be you know who who will you be when you retire and uh, you don't know what level it's going to be at you're caring for children or elderly people you know a lot of people who want to retire uh, are either responsible for elderly parents or they're still caring for a child. Maybe then you're not quite ready to jump in retirement. And number 10, you're not on the same page with your spouse. Retirement is a major life change, and it's a household decision. So you got to talk it over with your spouse, see if you're ready to retire. And if you're retired and your spouse is not, yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. So there's a couple tips for you on all the retirement situations. And, uh, you know, they talk about Social Security. Should you take it earlier or later? Well, that's to me, it's a 50-50 because if you take it earlier, you'll have your retirement money a little bit earlier and you have a little bit more time to enjoy life. I mean, what are you waiting for? And on the other hand, if you wait a little bit longer, you'll get more money. So then again, I say, well, you're, if, if you're there, there's a, a decision there that's tough to make, I've always said take the middle road. Maybe do a, a happy medium there. Well, go a few more years and take that retirement. You get a little bit more. But if you wait till you get peak amount, what kind of shape are you going to be in to go do all this cool stuff? <laughs> be shuffling along, <laughs> shuffling along at the golf course when you can hardly swing the club. So that's it, Reef. Uh, it's time to call it a wrap with Radio Boomers Live. And uh, until next week, keep track of the Easy Way Wall of Fame and. Uh, I'll tell you, the uh, influence effect has been hitting a home run, Eric's book. Uh, and we want to uh, keep you guys informed with Reza's, Reza's Tech Time and 
Well, Carmelita's interesting guest, and we want to thank uh, Sarah Lee for being on with us. And that's the kind of people you have to talk about, right, Rafe? If uh, if you want some financial planning and get we getting things in order. We need that advice. She oh, was yeah. right on the nose talking about they didn't teach us this stuff because they didn't know there was a need. There's a need exactly. now. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, if you listen and take some of these tips to heart, it's it's a lot it's a lot more comfortable when you wake up and the bills are paid and there's some money in the bank and you've done some planning and things come up while well, you're ready for it. Just like they say, have some stuff at home. It's good to have stuff at home, you know, like the extra water and uh, the food packs and stuff like that. It's nice to have a little bit extra so there's not panic. Same with money. So, absolutely. Any closing uh, words of wisdom from Aretha? No, oh, just okay. stay safe. <laughs> just stay safe. There, the, you know, and I, I, one quick word of advice: just because you're fully vaccinated does not mean you need to flaunt it in the face of COVID. COVID can still right. get you if you're fully vaccinated. It may be milder, it may be less, or you may have a compromised immune system that you don't even know about. So be safe. Wear be your safe mask. From I'm not a big masker. I'm really not a big masker. But wear your mask when you're in crowds, when you're around people, and stay safe. Stay safe. And if you're in your house or if you have a business or go to a business and see that sticker on there with this, uh, on the Easyway Wall of Fame, uh, the air uh, situation, the clean air situation that, uh, that we have, it's, uh, it's a game changer. And uh, Easyway Air uh, machine and... Uh, that's something that's uh, really, really I'm important. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh yeah, the video is amazing. It uh, it's amazing. So with that, Reese, uh, I, I tell you, the time goes so fast, and uh, time to move on till next Monday morning at ten o'clock with Reese and I. And until then, keep moving, keep the faith. Radio Boomers Live is signing out. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Radio Boomers Live with your host, Rita Gray, Star Betty White's Off Their Rockers, and EZ's dad, Jim Zuli. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Radio Boomers Live. Radio Boomers Live is brought to you by the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Broadcasting Network. <laughs>